Is that your All right. Yep, I think we're live. So uh, today's episode is going to be in English because we have a uh, guest here tonight and uh, his name is Dan. And Dan is a British person. He lives in Estonia. And uh, I don't know, what are you doing here? Well, thanks for the intro there, Mikel. Anytime. Um, I am British. I work for Transwise, as you know. We've worked together. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, is the intro music your own beat? Did you put them together? I think Copo you... made, yeah, made it. Nice yeah, nice Thanks, mate. Yeah, Thanks. Cool. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So Copo's here tonight as well, and he's uh, our uh, engineer guy, and also Henry is Good here. Good evening. And uh, so Dan is has been in Estonia for how many years now? Seven. Seven years. And why did you, like, how did you end up in Estonia? Um, my brother was living here. Essentially come over to help him out. Um, obviously met a girl, like we all do, I suppose. And um, went from there, really. So, and you have a son who's uh, also, you have a son with an Estonian lady. And uh, your son is now what? Six years old? Seven years old? Yeah, he turned six uh, a couple of months ago. Okay, and you essentially stayed over because you wanted to be close to your son. Is that the case? Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. I, I like Estonia also, um, and and being here and it's nice. Yeah. All right. Um, Dan has told me the story like a thousand times, but I guess you guys don't know yet. So, um, Dan used to be also a taxi driver, and he's done like. He's told me like stories of how he uh, just really drove like a madman. And if you've been in the same car with Dan, then you like you have to hold on to things, not to be like thrown around in the car. Taxi, taxi driver here in Estonia or in England? Oh, in England. Um, I I wouldn't do it here, I don't think. But um, okay. yeah, no, I I do have some stories from uh, the UK taxi driving. Um, not sure I should share them on this show. Uh, oh come on, well, come on, do it. Do it. Okay. I think right. we got our first lead. All right. Um, okay, I can give uh, some sort of example. So when was this? Well, I was quite young as a taxi driver. I, I, I started uh, taxiing at 21. Um, so quite young. Um, had to, to really do this type of work because there, there wasn't much work going in the, the town. So I was kind of doing this and building at the same time. And uh, I did my taxi test. It took me six months. Um, it was it was difficult, um, you know, memorizing all the street names and the quickest you, routes to. So you did that in your hometown, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that in was my hometown, Plymouth. Yeah. So about the same population, maybe a hundred thousand smaller than Tallinn. I think it's about three hundred thousand plus something. Um, but yeah, it's an ex. It's a military town. Um, so uh, a lot of drinking is British people like. Do. What do you mean a military town? Is it navy? Yeah, Maybe? yeah. So it's yeah. a port. It's Plymouth uh, in Devon is uh, on the southwest coast. Um, yeah, it's an interesting town because it was uh, a big part of the UK's military um, with the Royal, Royal Navy uh, headquartered there, and also like the uh, Marines, then the Royal Marine Commandos as well. So you, you've got you know a lot of. Um, testosterone in people yeah especially when they drink and obviously being a taxi driver um it, it's it, it can get strange and uh mm -hmm. I, i'll give you one typical typical example of uh like a an end to a, a saturday night or something so uh it'd been about two weeks i was quite i was a real rookie at the time and um uh i was just sat on a roundabout say for example like viru it was a main uh, kind of hub of a town to center them, you know, so I'm right. sat there waiting for work to come in and uh, Over the radio, but I get a knock on the on my my window And there's a woman there with black teeth and she's she's winking at me and she says Driver driver. I'll give you 20 quid if you drive us to Exeter Street garage now Exeter Street garage is about 500 meters away right. um, 20 pounds is quite a lot of money um, for a 500 meter drive so and he's winking at you. I, I had my hesitations and i'm thinking okay get in don't know what what's going on here so i unlock the doors she gets in the back the other door opens now and uh there's a real drunk guy there so immediately i'm thinking oh no what's gonna go on here um i've already clocked that she's obviously a prostitute um and 
two weeks into my job, do they, you know, being a real rookie, do they do this type of business in your car? Do they assume that because she's paying me twenty pound, you know, I, I just need to leave the car or something? I don't know. Um, but so I'm regretting my decision immediately of unlocking my doors and letting her in. And the and the dude gets in. He's he's, he's drunk out of his skull. He, he, he's really wiped out this guy. Um, and as we start driving up uh, the road uh, towards Exeter Street Garage, uh, she asked the the guy if she could borrow his phone so he gets out his phone and um, she starts calling and speaking on the phone and I'm, I'm listening in because I want to understand what's going on in this type of scenario and as it turns out um, she, she's talking to her sister and she's asking if she can stay the night and if it's okay for the friend to come along so there's a prostitute bringing a dude to his sister's place this is what she's trying to organise on his phone. Right. So as as I pull into the garage, um, it's been less than a couple of minutes. Um, she, she pulls out a big wad of cash. I'm talking a couple of thousand, three thousand, or whatever, and and she's got it hold. So obviously that's uh, work money, or you know, I presume uh, she's earned this. Probably. Uh, Literally. Over the evening or whatever. Dimps money. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> she, she turns around, she's still on the phone at the same time, and she says to the guy, she pulls out a tenner, £10 note, and, and gives it to the guy and says, oh, can you go in the garage and get me 10 embassy? So this is a brand of cigarettes, um, and we do sell 10s in the UK. Um, okay. Like 10 mega cigarettes? Expensive, or? Mega expensive, still, you know, buying... Half, half a pack. Yeah, yeah, half a pack of cigarettes and still twice as expensive as uh, cigarettes here, so... Um, the guy goes into the shop, and as soon as the door shuts, she just turns around and says, Drive it, drive, drive. And immediately I'm, Whoa, whoa, what's going on? And she's just saying to me, Drive. So I just start driving out of this petrol station, thinking, well, What's going on? Why are we leaving? And she, and she said immediately, You're new to this, aren't you? And I said, Yeah. She said, um, Yeah, you'll get used to this. She said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just ripped them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, he had paid up front from the, the cash point at Derry, the, the roundabout that we had originated from um, to start the, the business. And she had also taken his phone. So then immediately she, she gives me the 20 pounds and she says, Do you want to buy a phone? <laughs> Um, and and that was it, really. Right so damn, that was my introduction to the world of taxi driving and wow. uh, yeah, scam artists. <laughs> wow. is, is that like a like a thing that happens a lot in Plymouth? Like, I th I don't think it just happens in Plymouth. That's the thing. It happens all in every town. Yeah, I guess in Estonia, I've like I don't meet these types of people. Well, you don't taxi drive. I, I well, quite that's true. That have gotten ripped off by prostitutes or chicks like that. Really? Yeah, sure. Like in Estonia, one of your friends. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't name names, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say his name is something random like Robert. <laughs> what happened to Robert? Well, uh, apparently, um, Robert here uh, just got into a wild party and uh, thought he might score a little bit. But then when he uh, woke up, yeah, from his home from his bed found out that all of his trousers were gone with with half his stuff and his money and so, next day found out they even cashed uh, cashed out his credit card what it's pretty heavy like wait somebody stole his wallet along with his pants well yeah i think they just grabbed the pants and left the place like when he was when robert was sleeping Oh. So I don't know even if he got any. Maybe he just was so drunk that fell asleep and uh, just scored his pin number. Where if you're like super drunk, chances are like if you're like passed oh, yeah, out it's drunk. A it's a sad story, man. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah, those scams do happen here too. I, it's I guess it's everywhere. <laughs> I guess I haven't uh, hired enough hookers. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up in life, Michael. Oh, well, growing up slowly. <laughs> it's like just got out of puberty. Um, but uh, in Pl since Plymouth is like a military town, were you also part of the military or...? No, no. Um, Ever done service? No, no. I, I do believe we should bring that back. That's one thing I like about Estonia. Oh, it's not a... You, you don't have to go. You, you really don't have to do this? No, yeah. I thought you had national service. No, I mean, service. for you, it's uh, mandatory. Wait, no, no. No, we don't have national service. We, oh, we call yeah, it national right. service. I believe yeah, yeah. that we used to have it in the 50s, maybe, in the UK. 
um, but it's it's no longer. Um, I believe that we should do something similar to to what they have. I think it's discipline it's, the boys. Exactly, exactly. But how does how does it work then? Since in Estonia's conscription, so what happens is um, you just get drafted and you get paid pretty much close to nothing. But in England, in England, you don't have that, right? No. So essentially, you just have to get paid a lot more to convince you that this is a good idea. Come on, for your country. Come on, let's, gun. let's spread some democracy, well, man. Well, they do pay a lot, I guess, in the uh, UK's military. So the payroll is pretty good, even if you... I think you do you know, okay, yeah. They give you housing. Join, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or they just like guns or Call of Duty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of think like, hey, this is going to be exactly like Call of Duty with just one life. You just run around and you first thing you oh, do, dude, you just get definitely, shot. Definitely, definitely, man. Yeah, bro. It's going to be like jumping out of helicopters, falling to your death. It's probably like a couple of idiots. It's gonna be a real, like real 3D yeah. best game in real action. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Multiplayer as well. Good. All right, but Plymouth then, um, since I've heard like, you're really holding out on us right now because I've heard like a lot of like horrible and crazy stories about like Plymouth. I mean, horrible, like, really? I put it across that way. That's well, we can talk really about negative. something more nice. It, it, it's horrible, in, it, not in the sense that it's a horrible place, but I've heard like some horrible stories. It's a hard place, yeah. It, it's it can be hard. What's the population in Plymouth? 300 plus thousand. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, a bit yeah, more than Tallinn, right? No, no, it's just less than Tallinn. No, it's a big, big town. Mm-hmm. No, I think Tallinn has 200 something thousand, isn't it? I guess it's more. We should probably Google that, but fuck it. It's not that important. It's yeah, it's 400 miles from London. It's uh, it's very out of the way. It doesn't have an airport anymore. Um, it's becoming a student town now, so they're they're redeveloping it all from you know, wars have fought now. You know, with drones and cyber wars or okay. you know, oh yeah, the, the personnel and and this. Uh, you know, having the need to have massive militaries now is not really needed. You know, it's 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 gone. So my town is is kind of a, a produce of of military men and women, and yet there's there's no no need for them anymore. So it, it's a town that's struggling. It's it's starting to become. I guess they need the, to kind of pivot away from like military industry and mm-hmm. more towards like industrialism of some kind. Maybe they could all be hired as drone pilots or some shit. I mean, mm-hmm. they're essentially sitting in a box somewhere and just playing video games. It's actually, um, I don't know if any of you you read online, but some of the the most secretive places on the the planet. There, there's one up in, uh, I think it's Wilshire. Wilshire. Um, yeah, and this is a big drone base. This is one Where's of the Wilshire? biggest drone bases. Um, up towards London, it's it's yeah cent- middle of England type thing. Okay. Um, and 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 Wilshire, th- this place has got all these mega dome type radars. You know, um, if you if you Google it, you'll see the pictures immediately. Like the the skyline over the English country hills are all topped with all these domes. Um, and it's one of the the most top secret places there is, I believe. You know, they have, um, I think, more people from NSA work there than actual British military. Really? Oh, cool! I just saw the Eden a Snowden movie. Sorry. All right. Really? Uh, imagine what you're talking about. Did, did you immediately freak out and start covering up your camera on? Oh you? man, I knew that years ago already. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I've been paranoid for too long now. But <laughs> already got used what, to. What are you worried about? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Someone will like gra- grab a video of you going like <laughs> when you're like camera while you're masturbating. Much that? worse. Much worse than that. But yeah. No, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> so, but then I wanted to ask you. So, uh, why did you uh, leave Plymouth after all? What was the reason? You talk about so horrible things. Something happened, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my life as a taxi driver, I think, um, was one of the reasons. I was young, as I said, and and taxi driving is is nowhere. Um, it shouldn't be a young person's job in in some ways, you know. Um, I enjoyed it nonetheless, um, but it also had its dark side. You know, you work really unsociable hours when you're taxi driving. When everyone's having fun, you, you're the one driving. So, um, oh, yeah, the it, designated it really driver. Put, uh, I think there was some statistics that uh, the trainer that I went through the course was talking about. Like he said, um, 
90% of taxi drivers don't make it past uh, one year. Um, hmm. You know, because you're seeing a lot of the dark side, you know, you're picking up a lot of drunk people and you're putting yourself into situations that you necessarily wouldn't be in. Um, so that's why I assume that it's, 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 it's a good job for, like, ex-military, you know, people that retire from the Navy or something like this. They, you know, you generally see a taxi driver being the kind of old guy, don't you? Um, Just get away driver. Get out of drunk people. <laughs> we need something to get them out. <laughs> yeah. Um... Or if you're just looking to, like, you know, try around hookers, scam yeah. people. So, uh, yeah, so you left when, like, when after you were... How old were you, yeah? I came to Estonia in 2009, so... Um, well, quite a while, eight years then already. Yeah, yeah, well, coming up to seven, so... Ah, good. Having a party? How's your language? Um, hey, no. <laughs> You, you can't speak Estonian. Um, yeah, no, I've I've learned to understand it. So um, being you must have people. a phrase that you talk really good at. Yeah, like that one phrase that perfect. You, yeah, okay. My Ostiakov, and that's why everybody speaks to him in English because it's like nobody wants I, to like. Oh I'm man, your Estonian is so terrible. Your Estonian is so terrible. I've mastered that line that even uh, you like, know when yeah. I when I throw this into conversations you always get the answer back from like you know the, the dear old Estonian ladies like no but you just spoke Estonian yeah 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 classic uh, yeah, yeah. yeah what are you talking about yeah <laughs> so how long did you drive taxi I drove for five years um, wow. that's a lot so you made Shoot. it uh, across the 90 <laughs> yeah it was um, to the 90% yeah th th that's where I was leading with uh, what I said earlier and also relationships suffer because obviously um You, especially if one's working days and one's working nights, it's just you never get to see each other, and especially on weekends when a taxi driver needs to work. So, you know, that's where you earn your, your bread and butter is on the, the Friday and Saturday nights in taxi driving, um, which gives you no real free time uh, to, to, to really work a relationship or anything. And um, uh, with, with the guys I went through my training with, um, I, w I was one of the youngest. Um, there were six of us. Um, two I know have died. Um, one actually was suicide. What? Um, wow, taxi driving uh, can be hard. Yeah. Uh, one is left. He just l left the industry um, within, I think it was four months or something. Um, and and two were jailed. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and w one of them is actually already out. Um, one is already out and he's he's in hiding because of the the work that he was doing for shady characters um, right. whilst masquerading as a taxi driver in some sense so that's the other thing is that opportunities come at you as well these these opportunities uh, uh, can be criminal and things like this and they're so lucrative yeah, no, I, and I so yeah so they can turn heads and sure thing you know people have done some uh, bad things I, I was the only one left after I think about two or three years oh, um, yeah. from my training school still taxi driving so, so what made you end up here where sorry here in Thailand yeah how, how did you end up coming from like going from like yeah, a from taxi Plymouth driver to uh, um, transfer wise in Tallinn. Yeah, that's quite a transfer. Yeah, yeah, so my brother was my, my brother was working here. Um, and as I said, I, I, I came over here because there wasn't much going on over there. Um, <laughs> so you came here? I, I came here for six weeks. Um, I met the, yeah, I, I met a girl. Um, oh, that's, that's how all the story starts. Still exactly. younger? Yeah, yeah. Ah. And um, yeah, then it was, Uh, I went home for a little while, earned some cash, um, really put put the pedal to the metal type thing. Um, <laughs> okay. And, and, and <laughs> really, and, and you know that's what's funny is that it, during those five years of taxi driving, I never had one person puke apart from that last time wow, when man. I went back. Yeah. The last time I went back to earn some money. Deserves a clap, man. That's rare. I yeah. even drove a taxi and I can't say that. One person. <laughs> So yeah, one person in five years isn't bad. Um, but yeah, I, I really went back, earned some money, um, saved up, came back over, um, and that was it. Then went from there. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to get a visa to come to Estonia. Or how do, what was that system you like? You do now, I guess. You do now. Uh, 
Do we? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brexit. Brexit. Does this Brexit thing even affect you? I have no idea. I think it comes in effect in a couple of years. I don't think. Oh yeah, it doesn't happen. You know, people really don't know what's going to happen with Brexit. They have no clue, man. Yeah. So. Um, it's like a cool word. It's like Brexit. Sounds cool. Let's just, do it. It just sounds more expensive to me now. You know what I mean? That's really you know going home and uh, even passports and I would imagine I'm going to have to pay some money somewhere uh, oh, because yeah. the, the UK government I know what they're like. Oh, you yeah, know, they, so <laughs> you know to buy up. to buy my EU freedom I'm going to have oh, to. Yeah. I, I did pay read something. People. Yeah, I did read something that you may have to pay 250 pound to become a you know kind of. Double shot. EU yeah, citizen yeah. or whatever, you know. Oh, so. Okay. Really? So you can get kind of like a double sh- citizenship. Is that okay? I don't fucking so. know. I, don't I know, know Estonia doesn't actually allow for double citizenship. So like, you have to be either an Estonian or only, only wherever. A few, only a few have that. I, I was told my son has to choose it when he's 18. Yeah, probably. So yeah. I think to do with the national service and things. Which one so do you want him one? to take? I guess it's Estonian. He doesn't have a British passport. It's too expensive to get one. What's well, the maybe, point? Maybe doesn't like he get to choose. He he can if he likes. If he doesn't want to do the uh, national service, if he doesn't want to freeze his balls yeah, off in the forest. If there is a UK, months, you know. even by that time. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to go. It was like, well, dumb of me. Um, so you came to Estonia with a pockets full of cash. And you're like, on her back. And, and, yeah. and the lady that you have to uh, take care of, or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how, how, you've been in, in transfer like four years now, right? Yeah. What do you like do in between? Which that's do like eight years. Like, uh, I worked. Um, do you launder the money? As a chef, yeah. <laughs> I worked as a chef uh, for some time. Um, in transfer-wise? Why not, yeah, why not? Wow, <laughs> cool. No, I was working at Swiss Hotel with my brother. Um, oh. So that, that was enjoyable, uh, 30th floor. Um, really beautiful views over the... Oh, yeah, that's right, top. That's a, yeah. that's a tall building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one so, of the tallest. Here. If you ever get the chance, very expensive, if you ask me, but um, well worth, um, you know, a really nice uh, date or whatever to propose. Really, really nice occasion up there because it, it's, the, you know, Tallinn's very beautiful if you, if you can really view it. Yeah. Um, if you go to Dumpia, it's very nice. So looking over... Dumpia what? Oh, okay, am I pronouncing it wrong here, Mikhail? Dumpia. Dumpia. Ah, Dumpia. 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 Right. Yeah. Dump here. It sounds like a dump. <laughs> Don't be a. Uh, it's a very nice place. Don't be a dead guy. <laughs> Don't be a. But yeah, so Swiss Hotel, and you were you were a chef. Then how long did you do that? Um, I did this for about six months, um, and then um, I was at Avato, I believe. I, I did some customer support work at Avato. I, I did really many jobs. One after another, I worked um, at Kalev, football coaching. Um, never really settled on anything here um, until Transwise. So, and you were like one of the first people there, right? Yeah. Uh, so you were like it was Christo Tavet, and what? yeah, they they seen. Uh, I, I believe the old manager saw an advert um, that I, I did a CV when I first come to Estonia. Um, so it'd been on there for maybe two or three years, where it was taxi driver looking for English taxi driver looking for work in Tallinn. I never really finished the, the CV, I don't think. Wow. Um, I was computer illiterate. From um, <laughs> yeah, so I get a phone call one day and um, uh, went to meet Silva, um, and went from there. We that's it, really. Hmm. Well, that's lucky. Yeah. So yeah. well, they were happy. lucky, yeah. You're happy? Oh, they're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like when he joined, Transfer was like n- nobody's ever heard of them before. Oh, okay. 90% so was, of our oh, business yeah. was UK also. Way in the beginning. No, yeah, I know mm-hmm. for now. So yeah. it was like, what, five people tops? And they were just like I, doing I, stuff. Try and ask English people to uh, send money to Estonia. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's you know, it's, that's uh, quite a task, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, it was um, it was a small company no one had ever heard of back then. Now we, uh, the Transwise has a brand name, so oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know people trust it. You know, but 
across the world. Transfer wives and all this type of thing was the, you know, what you'd hear from customers. Transfer wives? Yeah, what, you transfer wives over from Eastern Europe? Transfer or wives. what's going on? <laughs> I always th thought, like, I, I heard a couple of questions like that as well, but I always thought that they were, like, on point picking on the name. They were, like, trying to make fun of it. Not when you, uh, yeah, possibly that, that happens as well, but calling people out of the blue, um, as I used to many years ago. Oh, like wise. cold calling as well? No, not well that as well, but um, not just cold calling, but you just catch someone off guard and transwives. You know, it wasn't a brand name. It, what, you you got to look back and transfer wise, nobody was ever saying this type of thing, you know? So transfer wives, the, the whole... Um, you know, US buying wives, or you know, you could buy oh. brides online or whatever. Oh, yeah, you know, good kind of, question, brides. Yeah, so a lot of people nah. originally, I think their first thought when they, they hear, oh, this is Dan from Transwise, you know, um, was, was, oh no, there's some dude trying to sell me a wife, you know? Um, I'm not going to get lucky. Yeah. I can get a new girlfriend. Ace. Finally, I've been waiting for this forever, <laughs> man. All right, let's hear your sales pitch. Okay. Oh, I just want to hear this. What are her this. sizes? It's like, is this going to have a big booty girl or is this going to be a big titty girl? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. nine out of ten, and what's the score? All right, all right. So you, you're loving it there. Everything's great. Uh, is, is you just uh, s still sale, or what do you do there now? Uh, Four years, quite a while. Uh, I've done customer support the whole time I've, I've oh, been there. Okay. Obviously, I've done lots of different things. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's a rock and roll whirlwind you know the from four people to to hundreds of people is a, a big team growth you know it's um in in less than five years that i've been there it's it's done really well and uh you know it's it's something that we all believe in as well you know like uh we're taking on uh something which is uh is ripping people off so you know we're the robin hood of the the kind of digital age now okay. um, so which is nice so you didn't do any sales calls you just help people out or what did you have a pitch or something um I'm, I'm not sure routines. what you mean no i i'm just down from transwise so yeah. i just uh explain to people how they can save money with us oh, okay but uh, you mentioned you were coaching football here mm -hmm. okay oh, yeah so you're from England. You must love football. Yeah. Okay. What team do you support? Uh, from uh, from from England, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm a Liverpool supporter. All right. So. Um, so What's the Premier League? I do. Yeah. I've I've actually um, watched more of Manchester United this year than I have of Liverpool <laughs> because. Nice. Um, uh, but not not for the reasons Excellent. that you think. Not, <laughs> I've been watching the. You're coming over to the dark side. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think you've read it all wrong here because looking at your performances this year, they've been hilarious. So watching uh, you, the, the manager Jose Mourinho, uh, yeah, you know, come great. out with the bullshit he comes. Yeah, up with. I mean, this is just. As fantastic. a United fans, how do you feel about Jose? No, no, it's, it's fantastic. I love it's it. A, it's a great season so far. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I love, Whoa, I love Mourinho. I love you too. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can talk about that. You, but I you wanna... sound like Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit Spanish. <laughs> But uh, right. when you think about current uh, situation in Premier League, I mean, a lot of cash uh, flowing in. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. You know, you look at um, all the uh, all the, the money all, all the players things. coming in. Yeah. How much does the like like the most expensive player get paid? About uh, two fifty k a week oh no it's up uh, above this now see so we're hitting oh, yeah, the 300,000 yeah. mark yeah they're all over oh, yeah. I guess Slatan gets like 3,000 he's yeah, 290 290 they all get all over 300 no not over it's no, not over no no it's not over pounds we're talking about if it's euro yeah. then yeah it's over but uh, um, yeah in pounds it's uh, Ibra's on 290,000 I know in a the week. Chinese league a week yeah Tevez is on 300,000 plus type wow. thing if you take in their incentives as well their bonuses I don't make that much in a lifetime man it's crazy they make huh? in a week it's crazy that's yeah. crazy. you should start making more money wow that's a good tip man <laughs> there you go that's Thanks. first ones for free oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like Spider-Man this helps <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, Liverpool is actually quite funny too, you know. I mean, they're they're always losing. Like, they're going for a run, 
like uh, winning for five games in a row or something and then it's like 20 games uh, just losing or drawing or something okay it's basically right. the whole season <laughs> okay but before we go anywhere here guys um the date is today um can someone help me out here like the date is it the 12th today? Yeah, I believe correct. it is. Yeah, correct. so it's the 12th yeah. of April. Um, right. If we look at the Premier League today, how many points do Man United have? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Was it like 59 or I don't watch 62 Maybe or something. So, what's your point? Is it, is it um, six points behind Liverpool? Perhaps. It, it so, I'm making the point that be. your point just now of trying to make out that we keep losing this year. Doesn't but yeah, seem to be uh, yeah, quite as funny as losing no, like Man United. Well, of course, United is, all, is also losing. Oh, okay, there. okay. Um, but in terms of uh, the future, how do you think of Man United? You know, you, you look at the person that seems to be saving your career this year, Ibra. Yeah. Um, is he going to stay this year? Is he going to stay? I, I hope so. so. I of course you do. Of course you do. But he's 35 years old, guys. So Giggs was still 35. scoring 30 goals Giggs, a year. Giggs was yeah, 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 yeah. over 40. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so. So this kind of player, how long do you reckon he's going to stay around for? And do you think he's going to help develop younger players? Uh, generation? So. He's got, I think, just for. Well, we've got Rashford coming in. Only I mean, next year. He's great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only next year. Okay. If, if he's going to stay tops, I'd say a year because, yeah. It's like you guys are talking about Pokemon. It's like, this Pokemon is better. I have no idea what's going on. Like, I don't pay attention to football at all. Yeah, that's okay. We Some people do. So <laughs> think of, this think is of, the football think section. Zlatan, so yeah, think of Slatan as the hardest, most badassest Pokemon there is at the moment. <laughs> and he's like super old. <laughs> super old, super as hot. Thirty-five. Super old as a football player. <laughs> Thirty-five. Well, that's young. And, and and every Manchester United fan is praying he stays. And Absolutely. And, and you know the only reason he's going to stay is if they get Champions League football. Exactly. We all know it. Exactly. But, but what position are you guys in? Uh, fifth. Yeah. So yeah. And, but and what position do you need to be fourth. in Champions League? Exactly. Yeah, but but European League. I mean. Uh, the Europa League. Oh, Europa yeah, League. If you yeah. win the Europa League, cause yeah. you're playing uh, Andlek tomorrow. So. Today. Uh, no, no, it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow yeah. is that. Yeah. Um, game. So I, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this because I believe that the the teams left in the Champions League, not necessarily Andlek, they are Belgium no, after all, and they're yeah. a bit weak. Yeah. Um, no, I mean in the the Europa League. Yeah. Um, looking at, uh, oh, I do apologise there. Um, <laughs> looking at the teams left in, I believe you have Leon, Ajax. You have some very good teams. I, and when I when I mean teams, I mean th they can play together. They have uh, chemistry on the pitch. Yeah, Leon is watch, really strong. Watch, watch Manchester United yeah. play. Watch Manchester yeah. United play at the moment. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's they have slatten. no squad fluidity or anything. They have to rely on this. This genius of a player, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, who who chooses his own fate. He, he's a mercenary of football. Let's face it. So, oh yeah, um, he, he's he, a god. You, he's you, a god, man. You have your 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 literal <laughs> club and your 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 club's life is mm -hmm. in his hands. But that's that's always like all the top teams always have had this one player that everybody no. relies on you know no. that sounds like no, a shitty no. team dynamic everybody's no, like oh no, we're not no, going to no. do there's anything one guy's going to come and yes, save you us have, you can have stars but there's there's um, always a backbone to these stars yeah. as well and, and that's the problem with Manchester United they have no backbone they well, have no backbone in Slatton's that team just being Slatton that's what he does um, everywhere so there's no, nothing about Man United about that. <laughs> That's just him being him. Well, actually, um, what do you think of Pogba anyway? Do you think he was worth well, the, the hundred million? Definitely not worth. Not that nobody's worth hundred they million. They already made but he's more good. money. They he's already good? made more money. I think he's Slat, good. Slat and shirt money, made already more than that. So, okay. I think it's okay. I really think he's good. So I good mean, value for money. Definitely not. I mean, nobody cost a hundred million. Do, do, do you think he regrets Quit. leaving Juve What's now? Do you think he regrets leaving, leaving Juve? Do you think the Italian well, league suited him better? No, I don't. I don't no, think I so. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he grew up yeah. there, so he, he like came sort of like to his home ground, even though he's French. But you know that your you know legendary manager, man, uh, Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, he actually let him go. Yep. Yeah. You exactly. know, and, and you look at a manager like that. Um, Wait, uh, well, well, football managers he get knighted? He, yeah. yeah, he's a sir. Yeah. Really? He, yeah. Well, he let him but go because uh, Paul, Paul wanted uh, more playing time. 
Yeah, and, and, and Fergie yeah. was quite right telling him, no, you're not good enough just yet. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that's why Fergie... Do you think he's Fergie good enough was, now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, right, yeah. So okay. Fergie did the right thing. Okay, so... What, Paul, Paul did as well. So you think he was worth all that money? Oh. Do, you, do you think that um, next year, if you don't have Champions League and that, do you think he would still be worth it? <laughs> no, I think nobody is worth 100 million. That's that's the bottom line there. Yeah, let's face it. At the end of the day, his shirt day. sales would have uh, yeah, exactly. got back most of that money. Yeah, um, yeah. Shirt sales these just days. Where's the most money coming from? Is that they just sell T-shirts and advertisements? Yeah, and that's the Twitter it? emoji, didn't he, as well, at some point? Yeah. Pogba? Yeah. How do you make money on a Twitter emoji? Yeah, an emoji and a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. How do you make money on that? It's just advertisement. You just sell it? Yeah, it's advertisement. Yeah. But who pays for it? iPhone, Who the fuck knows? Knows? Apple, I don't know. What? Everybody. Like, the I always internet. thought like the m- <laughs> main source of like football income is like on the on the field. You see those little ads there. Yeah. That's it. No, no. TV rights is the TV rights, man. Everybody's look watching. It's the most it's popular billions. sport in the world. Yeah. Oh right, so you kind of like subscribe oh, yeah. to that. So One more question about then. football. I mean, uh, there's an Estonian in Liverpool. What do you think about him? I think it's great, you know, because we have oh, so yeah. many Estonian <laughs> Liverpool supporters now. So you Man United fans, you know, you must real feel the heat. Yeah. Where I was I was like, fuck, why are you going there, man? No. I, I've been watching so many Liverpool games now. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be, I, mean, I, I used to be a Michael Owen fan, so I, I got no bad feelings about Liverpool. For me, it's not an arch rivalry or such such as that but then you played yeah. football mostly your entire life right always never forget Champions League versus AC Milan that comeback you played football most of your life right uh, yeah yeah uh, it's predominantly the main sport what's the football culture like in England and how does it differentiate between the Estonian football culture yeah can he coach me we, we can play all year round so this is um, This is a big difference, you know. When you can kick a ball to street, even in December, uh, it's it, it adds something, you know. I think that modern day. I grew up in the 80s in England, so um, you know, counting me as a you know a child in the UK now with the technology that we have, I don't think it has the same culture. I don't think it um, produces the same British pedigree of players the Steven Gerrard types this, this the, you know the we call them backstreet footballers you know the street footballers playing on the cobbled streets of uh, the UK yeah in some ways there's the last generation there and um, you know football is so you know crazy at the moment that you know they fight over six-year-old contracts you know we want to sign this six-year-old Um, what, and, a six-year-old kid? Yeah. yeah. So you have What? 12-year-olds getting Talent. chauffeur-driven to their training grounds and things like this. You know, you, you think of Richie Rich, this is the kind of world now of football. Uh, so the kids don't really grow up in a in a real... Competitive environment. Yeah, well, they still get On the, the streets, on. you know, yeah. like just having fun kicking a ball and doing crazy like street Wayne tricks. Rooney. Yeah. But Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? What? What kind of? Rooney. What kind of edge does like growing up on the street give you then? Like, I would imagine like if they're being schooled from kids, you're like a protege. You're gonna be like a really good footballer. Yeah, of course. But you, you, if you watch Barcelona, for instance, some people they're like Marmite. You know, you you either love them or you hate them because um, they have this. You know, the Barcelona are famous for producing this um, this academy. You know, your Pollo, your Messi, uh, Iniesta, Xavi. The, these players were all the academy kind of players. Um, but they all get trained in in one style, um, which which leads them to be uh, um, almost just one dynamic. You know, they they if you watch Barca, a lot of it's theatrics. Um, they, they're also very good footballers as well, but. Um, You won't see Steven Gerrard diving over and, and acting in these type of ways because they have different mentalities. Um, so different styles of football, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, and I think that, um, you know, if you watch the championship in, uh, in, in the UK, which is the division down... I have know, we call no idea. Down below. Yeah, it's yeah. the championship is below the Premier League. Um, so in some ways, it's the real British football um, because I think it's 70% of the Premier League is yeah, exactly. anyway or yeah. something, you know. So it's it's a world of football in a sense, um, the Premier League. So why do you think Estonians haven't like won any championships or anything? Because they shit. 
All right, why well, uh, this year? Do you really want me to go into it? <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's quite interesting, uh, the, the fact that you have this divide in your, your culture, um, the Estonians and Russians. Um, uh, I'd like to see... Uh, um, clubs here like integrate players a little bit better. So you have a mix between Russians and Estonian yeah, players. Yeah, exactly. I think that um, both cultures show that you know, um, you know, Estonians have calm heads. Um, you look, you watch Klavan. You know, he's a calm head. Yeah. In some ways, you know, in he has the you, best if you, passing if you, accuracy actually. If you he? see Vasiliev, you know, the guy's he's he's wicked all over the pitch, and I think that you know, watching Estonian national team, you, you see the national team, and they're very. Um, Uh, you know, mixed. Um, but I don't think any of them grew up together. You know, like if you go to certain clubs that uh, just have Estonian players, I'd like to see um, maybe a communal league in a sense where kids can all just get together okay, okay. And, and create five-side tournament or something like this, you know, and create a better kind of... Um, an easier bond between Estonians and Russians is growing up and playing football together. I think that you can both benefit from each other okay. um, and therefore make your national team even stronger. Um, I, I'm not saying that there's any divide there, but I just think that it could be better at being... Um, so know, what's the benefits infused. of like Estonian players, like aside from being a calm-headed person and the Russian players then? Stamina. You guys have good stamina as well. What do Russians have then? The, the the Russians have uh, good aggression, competitiveness. You know they have the you know a real fire in their bellies a lot of the time, um, and I think Estonians can learn from that as well and be competitive. In some ways, Russians and British are very alike in that term of you know um, fiery competitiveness, um, and I think that sometimes it's maybe too much where the Estonians' calm head can actually help them. You know, so I think that you can both benefit from each other. Um, especially on the football pitch, um, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, I've played with um, Estonians, Russians, all, all kind of nationalities here. This now. is actually Estonia. great. This is actually great what you're saying. I What do you mean? To put those uh, cultural differences aside on the pitch and just play and uh, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, yeah. and I think um, you know the Brits, the Germans, they do it very well. Um, even the French now, you know, they've integrated the. The cultures that live within, you know, the, yeah. you, you look at the Dutch. They had a, a big um, African influence, you know, Davids and Seedorf, you know, and they become great national team. And the same with the Germans. They have a lot of uh, Turkish and Polish, right. you know, um, kind of blood players, right, and, right. And, and it's helped them become stronger. Um, maybe not Germans. They've always been strong, but you know, <laughs> um, there's some nationalities that can actually benefit from the cultures that have been, you know, kind of integrated into society, the local okay. societies. I just, guess just out of curiosity, like Henry, um, do you have any Russian friends overall? Mm, I don't have any friends. I guess huh. only some people, like like you I know, have, a couple of people I have but... worked with or okay. I've like no friends though. I have. I don't have like any friends that I hang out with e either. I've met people that I've worked with, and they're always like really dope best people. Yeah. But for some reason, like, I don't know why, but the mixing comes really like roughly for really, some reason. Really, it's really hard. I mean, it's, and it and mostly work. and mostly if I speak to Russians, I don't speak to them in Russian or Estonian. I speak to them in English. Because yeah. it's like I don't want to like try to understand what you're trying to say in Estonia, and I don't speak any Russian, but we both speak English, so that's fine. Because both it's niche. never really been addressed, is it? You know, uh, it's it's it, Estonians are generally known to not be easy to, to to be introduced. You know, like the introductions are quite awkward at times. You know, yeah. and I, I find myself like this now if I go back home. Um, I'm you've, become so an, you've become an Estonian. I have, I have. Um, <laughs> let me bad. give you an example. Um, I, I went to our London office a couple of years ago and s some dude come in the elevator, some delivery guy, um, and immediately, uh, you know, he spotted the, the England tattoo I have and he's gone, oh, it was a great game yesterday, and it completely freaked me out, you know. It, it immediately, what are you doing talking to me, you know? Like, <laughs> I just... I didn't have a reply for him because I wasn't anticipating it, you know, or not necessarily okay, anticipating it, but you you're kind of switch off from your your environment in some ways, you know, and um, it's it's yeah, it's part of your 
your being in a sense here, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like, so here's my theory. I think that's because that Estonia has been conquered a lot. Yeah, dominated the... Yeah, and then they kind of like pulled it themselves. It's like, hey, you don't say anything, you mm-hmm. don't get into trouble. That's kind of like the deal. Just act normal, don't pay attention to anything that weird that's going on. People being like dragged off there, that's cool. I'm going to look the other way. It's kind of like that mentality is uh, stuck up on people. But I think the younger generations are kind of like getting over it. And also, oh, and I also think the younger generations of Russians are kind of like integrated more, so they speak more Estonian. Well, if they they have to study Estonian in schools, I think now. So that like divide might be like closing, but it's like a slow process overall. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just going to take time for these things to to, to kind of merge and, and be as one in a sense. And and that's what I mean with the the clubs here. I think that you know something could be done to to really bring the the footballing kids together, you know? There's here that are actually set up for, you know, Russian teams in a sense and Estonian teams. And I think there's still kind of a, a, a divide there. And um, the only way we can really get past that is is, is starting early and, 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 you know, having young children playing together. I think it is, it is on some levels happening. You know, I see it's in my son's school, he's English and he's playing football with his English and Estonian friends there. So, so um, which school does he go? I mean, you don't have to say the name, but your son's school has both British how people. How old is he? He's six, sorry. So he goes to like a, a nursery, a kindergarten, as you would call it. But it's he's his last year now. Um, oh, and it, he's been going there since he's been one. So. Does he go to school there afterwards? Yeah, he goes oh, okay. to the same. Then he won't so it's be connected. It's, it's, it's going to be a departure. Yeah, because okay. it's in it's old good. town, it's in different buildings and yeah. things, but it's all connected to the same school. I was just super sad school. when I had to leave my kindergarten, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was so great? What? What was so great? Oh, I went there with Henry. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was these two were born in the same like yeah. room. Okay. That same day, apparently. But yeah, right, cool. uh, so what uh, position? Does your son play and do you even play? Oh, my son doesn't play, as I said you to play? you earlier. Uh, no, I don't, no. Oh, yeah, where's your six-year-old uh, contract? <laughs> yeah, no, Bouncing I've, him around? Uh, I, I've been starting to pick it up now with uh, my son, Kenneth, um, and he's, uh, he's he's more interested in uh, climbing trees and doing all the fun stuff, Smelling you know? Flowers. So Exactly, so I'm, I'm happy for him to do all that anyway, because oh, yeah, I think that's... With that? Yeah, exactly. It's it's creative anyway, and it gives him energy. I mean, burns off energy, so it's it's a good way for you know for him to just enjoy oh, sometimes, times. you know. But I, I do yeah, just throw in balls constantly. <laughs> I, I, I've got so many footballs around the household that it's kind of in his face. So no matter where he goes, he's got to kick a ball out of the way or something, you know. <laughs> so I've got to deliver yeah, yeah, that way. Balls in every room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he speaks. Full-on English then as well as a six-year-old. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And yeah. Estonian as well. Yeah, yeah. His Estonian level is wow, higher than his English. And, and I'm really proud of his English. Um, television. I'll, I won't lie. You know, I think the yeah. most of you learnt your, your English. Yeah, from TV. Yeah. From TV. Cartoons, so, man. exactly. Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, um, communicating with me, he says certain things. He called me mate yesterday, which is so cute. I mean, that's so cool. Yeah. Dad, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, go Dad, on, mate. mate. Yeah. Oh, I was like, don't forget your gloves. He's like, thanks, mate. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so um, he's picking yeah, up yeah. Uh, the little things, you know, and he uses the the swear word bugger. Bugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little bugger. bugger. You know? that, that's me bugger. and my teams, you know, switching off from the F words and going to mm-hmm. bugger. A little Englishman. Yeah. Has he even been to the UK with you, though? Of course, yeah. Oh, and Many he's times. seen your folks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we spend, we alternate Christmases there. So um, Christmas in England is... Uh, Which one does he like better? You don't need to ask me that, Mikhail, really, you don't. Um, in England, we, we do Christmases big, you know. Um, I know you do nice Christmases here also, um, but it, it's it's really electricity in the air in December, UK time. Um, people are, are completely different to, to any time of the year because it's, it's Christmas. It's all about the children and giving as much as you can. And, you know, um, kids, they get spoiled. 
I mean, really spoil in, in the American kind of sense. You know, we, we give them everything that they want on that specific day. Um, and, and we, in, in some ways, we're spoiling ourselves because we like to see their faces light up. I think that's the, the main thing is adults just love to be pigging out on food as you do here, but we like to, to see kids' faces. But do you also do the Santa Claus thing and everything? Yeah, yeah, I've had to do this numerous times now as well, dress up myself for it and stuff. Like for uh, her son? My mum's crazy with Christmas, Santa dude, seriously. so skinny. My, my mum has so many electric lights and, yeah, it's... Hey, you know what, if you ever need a big old fat Santa, then we have a, a special friend Len. of ours. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll fill that spot right away. I think okay, Lenny would make too creepy now, Lenny would make a great Santa. <laughs> he would, he would. You know something I don't. <laughs> but Lenny would have like the trouble, like, "Hey, sit on my lap." Oops, dropped you on your head. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, just clean this one off. Come on, just get rid of him. <laughs> Lenny would be like drinking on the job. Oh, making Lenny sound like a real mean child. <laughs> He would be like really nice and like hey, he's a kid, but he's that would be not the first time I'd see Santa with a <laughs> what do you call that shit? Shit, ah. a real beard? No, a wife beater. <laughs> wife beater. <laughs> At what age did anybody figure out that Santa was fake? Can you still remember the conversation? I can. I can I still can. remember I can my, as well. in my primary school in England. Um, How old were you? The cool kids, like, kind of discussing. Oh, it, yeah. And, and they were bullying another kid that didn't know, and then I was just there in complete shock, like, holy shit. My, my world was destroyed. Um, <laughs> Shut yeah, it. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it's only an introduction. Yeah. Um, I remember no trying to go home and, and saying to my brother, I asked him if Santa was real. And... Um, he was like, yeah, no, of course. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. How does he get down the chimney then? Because we got a gas fire. <laughs> and then my brother just yeah. then... Then my brother said he's got a skeleton key. And what? saying that to, like, a six-year-old no. is kind of creepy, you know? What? He's got a skeleton key. What's which that? It, it's, it's no, a... I know what it is. Okay, yeah, exactly. Exactly, What's yeah. What's a skeleton? Wow, it's an undead key. <laughs> But uh, going back to uh, English and Estonian and uh, my son, I've recently got him into audiobooks. And uh, if anybody's listening and has never heard of Roald Dahl, um, yeah, you should definitely check him out. Uh, he's a children's, uh, he's a Welsh guy um, who wrote many children's books, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all these types oh, of things. Really? So uh, yeah. um, James and the Giant Peach, <clears throat> BFG. So. I've got my son now uh, listening to all his audio books, um, which has really maximised his vocabulary to a crazy level now, which is including flabbergasted. Flabbergasted? Yeah, and... Uh, Even I don't know. Absolute nonsense, oh. and, you know, he's he's really kind yes, of... Yes, I concur. Exactly. It's a six-year-old calling you on your nonsense. I asked him the other day how he learned <laughs> how to, on, to, to write all this. Um, he, he was writing in English, um, and I asked him how he learned to, to, to write in English. Do they teach you that in, 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 in your school, in your mm -hmm. nursery? He said, no, they don't teach us how to write. So I said, well, how did you learn that? He said, I learned it on myself. So, yeah. yeah, my kid knew how to write by himself. That's correct. No, no, it's not all perfect, but the, the, he, he's he's trying to educate himself mm -hmm. on writing. So oh, he's amazing. That's really, that's, yeah, talking that's about exactly. Pokemon, Mikhail, I play this with my son constantly, um, to the level of when, um, you know, I catch one without him, I send it to him. Uh, so he's updated that we've got a new one and stuff. So... Um, wow. I have to give him constant updates of how we're getting on in our So level. you're playing more than your son is? <laughs> no, no, so this is where we'll go back. Busted. My son has a, a creativity level where it's he's now creating his own Pokemon. He's drawing his own Pokemon. He's, wow. he's giving them names. He's going, because he can't play it all the time, he's now drawing and everything around it. So, yeah, it's really nice. He's a really smart, creative kid and... Um, you know, I think it's learning Estonian and English is uh, has really helped him, you know, develop as a, a young kind of. Um, Your son sounds way smarter than I was, like at six years. Yeah, old. exactly. I keep comparing myself and thinking how dumb I was yeah, compared you to know, this. You know, that is true. Like uh, a lot of older 
friends of mine, like even they've said it already before. Like when they look back to us, like and then they think of themselves as when they were that old. What were they doing? And they're like, ah, kids are like super smart these days. And I, like like your six year old man, that's just amazing. He's yeah, gonna start you know. a business when he's ten or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, no wonder that uh, already seventeen year olds like. I think it has to do with the technology as well, doesn't that. it? But yeah, how do definitely. we feel about that? Do we feel that that's a good thing? You know, you, you hear a lot about, you know, allowing kids to just climb trees and enjoy life. Do we want them to... Yeah, but there are both sides, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's mm -hmm. just not like that. But I think it's just the kid just does what he's, like, interested in. So it, that's self-taught writing, man. That's That's got to be pure interest, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I also think that, really block that internet as well, I mean you're mostly spending your time replicating what the adults are doing and if adults are mostly spending their time just on the internet then the kid feels like okay this is an important skill i need to learn much like walking grabbing shit poking my nose whatever like they grow up imitating your behavior and so they feel like okay this is an, an area i have to focus on and then they'll just start doing it well, I don't know what you're doing, Dan, but as I heard before, you someplace Pokemon teaches him himself to read and li like to climb trees. So, yeah. so I guess that's what doing, Dan man, does. I guess you're doing it right. Yeah. Uh, I think his mum has got a big part to play in it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to take all the credit. Yeah, but, yeah, sure, um, sure, man. Yeah, no, I think it's really good for kids to, to, to learn a different language uh, language at an early age. I think um, it's been proven that it opens up uh, some neurons, which helps them... Uh, later on in life learn other languages Always. and things real quick so um boost your overall intelligence mm -hmm. that just because yeah yeah i mean if uh, well i remember i when i was a really like young i would be able to like understand fully finnish like right now i can kind of understand but i can't speak it anymore yeah but as a kid i could but after i started watching cartoon network i switched to english and i lost my finnish but okay. english was super easy for me to pick up like during second grade I would be able to like speak it already but what happened with you in sports then because I, I've said to you before that you would have made an awesome football player if he had grown up in the UK um, having the physique and the diet that Mikhail lives on is, is nuts what, candy he, mostly nuts right now his aloe vera water <laughs> you know? sugar yeah. sugar me baby so um, what, what sports were you into Mikhail what, what's the typical Estonian sport modelling uh, that, that was that was what I did when I was like seven or something. But um, at like first grade, I went to basketball. Sorry, I just had to. Um, but I played basketball against like third graders, so they're like two years older than me, and that's a huge age gap during that mm -hmm. time. So I got bullied a lot. Were you lanky as a kid then? Lanky. Yeah. What's lanky? Tall motherfucker. Torn. Torn. I'm mean, like fucked up. So you know somebody who's skinny and tall, like uh, a drain no, lanky. No, I was like Peter Crouch. Pretty something. much average. Yeah, 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 Peter Crouch. No, I was actually average, Crouchy. but um, okay. you had mad ball skills then. I was just a kid and my oh, dad yeah, made man. me go oh, and my yeah. dad made me go okay but why were you playing against the older ones because he wanted you to be fucking good or, or uh, maybe he said like oh, he did it as a kid so you have to go he do it as well giants in, in a game which so, is suited to a giant yeah. yeah that's why I hate basketball and you were a you know, twig and good. you were playing against giants and I got bullied a lot so at some point I switched sports and okay. switched to judo so like I could learn how to fight <laughs> counter them motherfuckers yeah counter those bitches chin daddy <laughs> bring them um, down to earth but I got really chubby when I was a teenager I got really fucking fat and so you have to kind of learn how to fight and fend for yourself um, but around about like 8th grade I started doing kickboxing which was way more fun and I did that for a while but that actually kickboxing got me fit again so at some point that wasn't this good looking you know Right now I'm close to perfect, everybody agrees on this, but it used to not be like this. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, you know what I'm talking about. So then, you still play? No, no, I just, you know, I've had an injury. Um, so oh yeah, how's that going? Um, not so well. I, I don't really want to go there because we'll go into the Estonian health system. All but right. um, <laughs> but you, don't, you don't do any recovery yourself? Yeah, no, I've, I've been... Um, I told you some stuff already. Yeah, Did you I do know, any? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been on it, dude. Have you I've been, been a good it? boy? <laughs> I've been trying to. Um, one thing I'm, I'm doing at the moment is cycling a lot. So cycling is um, something which is good for the knee, I think, because it doesn't have the, the impact 
of being hit. So you tore your knee? Uh, yeah, I, I, I basically shredded my meniscus. Um, Ouch. Um, and that was hard. I got misdiagnosed um, by, an, uh, by an Estonian doctor who... I, I got correctly diagnosed by an Estonian doctor, but um, I think I was on some sort of health insurance or something um, and went through the kind of going to hospital, getting assigned to another hospital where some old yeah. lady drew on a post-it note in Biro my knee and basically put an X through it and said, hey, Yagpal. Um, so, and, and, and told me not to use crutches or anything. Um, um, I had an MRI and everything done, so she... No had, crutches? She, no wheelchair? No, no, no. She, she, she made out that up. I was... Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. Up, I was being a pussy. What? Stop it, stop it. You need to, to take off all the, the, the assistance and everything. What? That sounds um, crazy. Yeah, so I did all this, and she told me to flex my knee every so often, and okay, okay. But every week it, it felt like it was exploding, um, and I would drop to the floor at the weirdest of moments. It was actually so weird to live with, like something like this, you know, where you would wince when some, you know, being introduced to somebody, and I'd be, I'd be wincing there and dropping down to the ground. There was there was a couple of occasions where I was just out with my boy, um, dropped to the ground, screaming in pain, and people were looking at me, wow. like, what the hell, you know, and. Um, <sighs> It, it made me so depressed as well, you know. It really put me in a bad space the whole year. And um, eventually I had help from an Estonian friend who um, who advised another uh, kind of uh, specialist. Um, so I went to this sports doctor and uh, immediately he looked at my MRI from uh, March to the same ones as the, the Estonian health woman had had. And... He was like, no, you, you need an operation. We need to stitch it all back and everything like this. And um, I was like, okay. And I felt immediately relieved, like, you know, because my knee was popping every every week. And, and to hear somebody say that you, you're being a wimp and that, Walk you know, yeah, yeah, that's, you, that's you don't need any any supports oh, yeah. on there. She, really, she said I didn't need a support on it. Um, I actually needed an operation. So what went on there, I don't know. You still haven't um, got it? The operation. Yeah, no, I had it back in November. So that was what was really cool. It was really swift. The guy was like, come in next Tuesday, we'll mm -hmm. do the op. Um, we, I did the op, um, but the bad news was is that they couldn't save my meniscus, which was previously fought, because they had obviously taken the MRI in in uh, March. And, and, wow, so and because I had Yeah, so basically being misdiagnosed. Yeah, and, and, and destroying it even Six. further. Wow, that's so basically the doctor had to remove it in the end, not actually repair it. So due to being, you know, misdiagnosed, I actually lost my knee in some ways, the, the use of well, my that's, knee, that's, that's, um, that's, which is kind of weird. And as I understood, it's to do with they didn't want to, you know, perform the operation. I'm young or whatever. I can do it on my own. Knows, well, tell me, yeah, tell me this, tell. because, you know, telling me that I'm... I'm okay is is not cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, so I learned something there. I learned. Sounds like it's just a bad. This is why Estonian men die early. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> doctors are just telling no, you to walk it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Be a man. Off, you'll yeah. be okay. Be a man. <laughs> that that might be a the occasion or just a, that Estonian men just don't go to the doctor after all. Oh yeah. Like they're just. Pfft. There's nothing. And as you can <laughs> see, there's no point. Estonian women go to, like, you know, what's lady doctor, like, gynecologists. Like, they visit, like, doctors all the time. They're very regular. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. this yeah. as well. Ladies well, are good. I, I, I think that the... On the spot. I think I read some stat recently where yeah. Estonia has quite a high percentage as well of um, plastic surgeries and things. I don't really? think that's true, but it know. does have quite a high rate of plastic surgeries here. Shit. Um, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah me, me neither. neither. Can't tell from the people, you know. Yeah, yeah, beautiful people anyway. I don't know, but hmm. we know they like going Maybe doctors, I start you know. looking now. Hmm. A little lip tuck there. <laughs> <laughs> You can get like a six pack installed. Cool, cool. But uh, we're on the hour mark. Maybe on this note, we should try to bring it back together. 
what do you think? On this bombshell. Yeah, quite a bombshell, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> From those lady doctors. We can rope it in. Uh, is there any uh, final words we want to say and put out there? Any final thoughts? I just thank Dan for great stories. Yeah. Thanks for inviting yeah, me, Yeah, you guys. need to come back and fun, tell yeah. us more. Yeah. I'd love to. I've, like, uh, I've not been feeling so well today, so I'd love to come back oh, when man. I'm feeling better and uh, yeah, sure, sure. let's just rock it out. Yeah. Know, man. yeah, we'd love yeah, to have you, you back. Look, you look good, man. So, yeah. well, all things considering. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers. But all right, anyway. cheers yeah. for coming and uh, take care. Yeah, cheers. All right, thanks. Cheers, guys.